Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. You know our show. It's where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, a longtime sports radio personality. Hey, how long have you been in radio? Too many years. Too many years. Yeah, back you know back when they used to give people cans and talk you know from one can to another. That's, that's right, with that's, a string. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That it worked. No, actually, 1975 was my first job. So that's 40 years ago. 41 years ago. Yeah. Covering the uh, World Series? No, I was working for a little station in Auburn, California, a little AMFM outfit. I was a midday disc jockey, a high school play-by-play announcer, you know, a typical small town. It's like our guest here. He's going to tell you about his background because he started off in this small yeah. market. And who's going to be our guest in the second segment? A renowned sports columnist, Scott Osler, who uh, worked in Los Angeles, has been working in the Bay Area for many, many years with the San Francisco Chronicle and started his career in the sort of modest uh, undertakings in uh, Lompoc, California. Lompoc. Or Lompoc, I guess. Lompoc, where the jail is. That's right. That's right. It's also near Vandenberg Air Force Base, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, at each commercial break, we're going to be asking a sports trivia question, giving away a vacation to the first email with the correct answer. And the vacations are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Lighthouse Resort and Marina. And those vacations are free. They're only request. They got a $100 uh, cleaning fee to cover the uh, that's not free expenses that's not free no it's uh but it's worth much more than a hundred dollars so <laughs> it's it's let's date i'm just teasing it. you that's that's just okay. giving you a hard time no problem i like to do that once in a while uh check them out at lighthouse Resort it is a nice place com. it is a nice place and, and if you said hey if you didn't tease me who would i'd that's say take right. a take a number yeah <laughs> all right uh let's see here so today's trivia theme as mel allen would say is baseball 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 yeah and which uh kind of sad joe garagiola recently died yeah well he had a good long life nice fella Nine nice, nice years. Guy. Great, great storyteller. Yeah. You know, Bob, Bob Euchre sort of became the Joe Garagiola of the uh, more recent vintage. But you know? Joe wasn't really that funny, though, was he? Hey, he was in his earlier days. He told funny stories. He had ah. funny, kind of offbeat, off-color funny stories, yeah. Hey, one of those guys, I guess he's sort of like Nolan Ryan. He, his first year in, in, in the league, gets the World Series, and after that, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Sports Econ 101. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Okay, listeners, here's something I'm really excited about. Adventure Connection has true wine tasting and California white water rafting trips combined. Located just one hour east of Sacramento near Coloma, this trip is rated class three for beginning and experienced paddlers alike. But you got to be at least 21 years of age because there's great wine tasting. One day of chauffeured wine tasting followed by a day of white water rafting 11 miles of the chili bar run, including meat grinder, triple threat, and Troublemaker Rapids on California's most popular whitewater river. A night of camping and four meals are also included. Call Adventure Connection at 1-800-556-6060. Again, the number is Adventure Connection at 1-800-556-6060 for more details or visit www.raftcalifornia.com. Real estate investors, do you hate the idea of being a landlord? We get it. Investment property repairs stink. But did you know that you can earn a high rate of return without being a landlord? That's right. You can make $750 a month on a $50,000 investment property and never repair a roof, water heater, or toilet. The secret to real estate cash flow with no repairs is owner financing. Buy a single family home for $50,000 cash, do $25,000 in rehab, and resell it with owner financing to a qualified buyer for $99,900. You will make an amazing 12% rate of return and you never have to do a single repair to the property. If you want to enjoy real estate investing cash flow with zero repairs, contact texascashflow.com slash discount. Respond in the next 20 minutes for a $1,000 discount off your first real estate investment. Again, that's texascashflow.com slash discount. texascashflow.com slash discount. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on our who's on our line? Now we got Scott Osler, award-winning columnist from the San Francisco Chronicle, worked for many years in Los Angeles before that, covering the Lakers and Magic Johnson, now covering the best team in basketball, the Golden State Warriors, who are having just a phenomenal Season and I got. We were talking off air, Scotty, about uh, dealing with Steve Kerr last year, his rookie year. They win a championship this year. They have the best record in the league, going for the all-time record, trying to break the Chicago Bulls mark of uh, seventy-two wins and ten losses. What's it like dealing with Steve Kerr on a regular basis? Because I think a lot of our listeners know a little about him, having been exposed to him when he was a uh, an announcer with uh, one of the ra- television networks, or with the Bull- Bulls of this. And uh, well, of course, as a player Spares. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Yes. I've been in the business a long time, probably longer than you, Bruce. <laughs> Edward, I'm not sure about you, but I've been 
been around a long time. Dealt with a lot of coaches, a lot of good ones, bad ones. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, and Kerr would be on my Mount Rushmore of best coaches to deal with in every way, not just in media relations because that's not the whole key. They can, you know, like Jim Harbaugh could be a jerk to us, but he could still be good copy, right? Yeah. Or it'd still be interesting. Um, but Kerr, in every way, he, he's just really an intelligent guy. He expresses himself phenomenally. You'll never get him to say anything stupid or trip himself up. Uh, he explains things. He he answers things. He answers questions. He, he goes with it, you know? Well, you know what I thought was interesting? I love the guy, yeah. it, it, Well, it's fun. Like, okay, so I'm sitting at home watching the game, and then they'll cut to uh, Roz, who will you know go over to Kerr during the, uh, you know, she'll listen in on the timeouts. And it's funny because I'm thinking, you know, when I'm watching certain, uh, um, you know, segments going on, and I'm thinking, I'd, I'd probably get a little angry with some of the plays that are going on, you know. But the comments that apparently he makes are more like, hey, guys, you know, we're doing okay. We just need to, you know, get those rebounds or whatever. It's a little bit more of a, um, uh encouraging type of uh, atmosphere. Yeah, and he can get down on them, but it's it's not like the old school just yelling at him and trying to, Bobby it. Knight. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. He just he has a really good touch, and I think the players appreciate that because there are times when he gets down and yells at him in the locker room or whatever. But he picks his spots, and when he does that, they're pretty convinced that they deserve it. And over the period of now season and a half, he's built up enough trust that they they know that he's the real deal. Well, if he didn't yell at him, so Draymond Green would, right? And, and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you think if he didn't yell at him, Draymond Green would pick it up? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Draymond has a couple times. There's yeah. a couple times where Steve has left it up to Draymond. And, 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 and where Steve has battled with Draymond. <laughs> and, and, Bruce, you were mentioning, you know, the the, the best team in basketball. And it's funny because I'll bet the Spurs are sort of thinking on the back of their mind, you know what? They're not really the best. They just Spurs think that they are, even no. though the record they, hasn't You, you have it. to feel that way if you're near the top. And that, that begs the question, Scott. You know, everybody expects – the Warriors and Spurs to meet in the conference finals. That if that happens, that's really kind of going to be the the true NBA championships in the sense that you got the two best teams. That will be a phenomenal showdown if that happens. And obviously, a lot of stuff in the way. Anybody on either team gets hurt, and key guys, and things can get derailed easily, as we saw last year in the playoffs when the, when the Warriors opponents went down like like crazy. But uh, yeah, if it comes down to that, it'd be great. You know, like the, the game they played the other day, the Spurs. Probably are convinced they're better because defense is, is so big in the playoffs, and the Spurs just kicked the Warriors' butt defensively the other day. Yeah, it's amazing how fast they were. You know, a bunch of bunch of old guys, but of course Duncan wasn't playing that much. So you know, you get guys well, and, Kawhi Leonard, and, and they're really not that old when you consider there are a lot of younger guys on that team. I mean, right, yeah, exactly. Park, Parker's a little older, and Duncan's a little older, and Ginobili, but they do have basically a team that's not yeah. that ancient. It's just that we we have a tendency to look at those guys because they've been around so long. Yeah, I don't think the age is going to be a factor. Um, you know, Ginobili, a couple of years ago, he faded in the playoffs, so maybe he could do that again. Tony Parker looks still, still looks pretty spry, and, and Duncan, when they use him, he's he doesn't look like an old man out there. <laughs> he's playing, and, and they got the young guys to push him, so. That's funny, and, and we have Barbosa. all they want. You know, Barbosa, the Brazilian blur. Then a blur. Blur, excuse yeah, me, Brazilian right. blur. And uh, it's amazing how fast he is. Yeah, he has that little burst of energy. He's an interesting guy, Scotty. Did you talk to? Uh, I know he's sort of a secondary guy on the team, but do you ever talk to uh, to Barbosa? Because I oh yeah yeah interesting he's guy, charming guy, and he loves to talk, and he's very friendly. Mm-hmm. And it's not it doesn't seem like a big 
be philosopher or anything like that. He's just out there and playing ball. But 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 good guy, an interesting guy, and 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 pretty smart. You know, you can't play on the Warriors. You can't play in this team without being a smart basketball player. Mm. I I don't know how that translates to outside normal IQ, but they got guys in the team that are even Barbosa, where you think all he's got to do is run fast. No, he's running plays and stuff, and he's figuring yeah. out how to get open down deep on those on those breakaways and stuff. So. It's a, it's a very bright team. Who do you like talking to in this team when you have a chance to go to practice? And I mean, obviously, Curry is is sought out by everybody for a comment. He he yeah. just seems so calm and placid and you know even keeled. But are there any players in that team that maybe aren't big name guys? Or even you know, Draymond Green to me seems like a fascinating guy because he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, Draymond. I sure, <laughs> I guess early last season there was some point and I'm waiting on the locker room and he was there and I started talking to him and I think a couple other guys came over and we started talking to him and I left, I left there thinking, okay, this is the guy. This is the go-to guy. You got to seek him out whenever you can. And that's certainly proved to be true. He's a uh, phenomenal talker. He's got a lot going on and he likes to talk and, he, and he, he's a little bit offbeat and he's got a good sense of humor. Um, so he's, he's phenomenal. That's obvious. Bogut's a really good talker. <laughs> Bogut will be very honest and kind of analytical and a little bit of kind of the old man of the team, but uh, and and has always been like last uh, two years ago under Mark Jackson, he was kind of an outcast because he wasn't uh, going to Mark Jackson's religious services and all that stuff. And, and he spoke about he's spoken about that, but Bogut's a really interesting guy. Um, uh, Sean Livingston can be really good. All the guys, I don't think there's anybody on the team. Um, you know, most states, when you talk to him, great guy, phenomenal guy. You don't get a lot of uh, great sound bites out of him, I guess. But that's not a, a, a rap on him. All the guys are, are willing talkers, and they're all really good, and they'll all give you a little bit of insight into the team, which is rare. Because, Bruce, as you know, uh, on most teams, there's like a baseball team or any team will have one or two or three kind of go-to guys. Mm. You go to, you know they're going to be good, and you know which guys aren't going to be good, and you shouldn't even waste your time. With the Warriors, you can basically uh, wind up getting interesting thoughts and comments from just about anybody on the team. Scott, let me ask you. all the assistant coaches. Scott, let me ask you, um, uh, because you had mentioned about uh, Mark Jackson and Bogut, uh, you know, we don't really know what goes behind the scenes, but what was happening? I mean, we all know uh, Mark Jackson uh, is, you know, he's also a part-time pastor of a church. Right. Uh, was he, I mean, obviously he can't command everybody to go, but, uh, you know, I wonder if, uh, what is he, put out an invitation and sort of uh, buddies up to the guys who do go? You know, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you know about all that? I think to me, it, it kind of crossed a weird, unspoken line, because he is a, a, a what do you call a certified pastor, or at least yeah. he has a church, and he's a preacher in, in real life. Um, and I think some of that was spill over to the team. Uh, I don't know if it was during chapel sessions, regular chapel sessions, or maybe during his team talks. Maybe he would in, invoke religious themes and stuff like that. But I know that he also, there were on a couple occasions in Southern California, he would invite the guys, come on out to my church. Sunday we have the day off or we have the morning off. Uh, come out to my church, I'm going to be preaching. And if you guys want to come out, that'd be great. And, and the times that happened, I think it happened at least twice, most of the guys went. And Partly because you know Curry and a lot of these guys are, are fairly religious guys. You know they're, they're it, it wasn't just to get in good with the coach. No, so they would go yeah. and and they were into it. But 
in a way, seems to me from the outside, like it was almost becoming like he was, he was becoming like a, a religious cult leader. And for instance, Bogut, who is, has told me that he's not an atheist or anything, he just does his particular Bogut's particular religion isn't exactly like Mark Jackson's, which was kind of that evangelical. Um, gotcha. I don't, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And hey, hey, Scott, oh, hold, hold on. Hold, 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 hold that thought. We've got to cut to a quick break here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our uh, trivia theme is baseball. Uh, you guys will probably know either all three of these questions or at least a couple. All right? And don't answer until we uh, come back from break. But what shortstop holds the major league records for games played, assists, and double plays? Hmm. The first email with the correct answer is going to win a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Again, subject to the cleaning cake. Email edward at sportsecon101.com to answer that question. Don't touch that dial. Scott Osler and Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month. All at little or no cost to you. We bill Medicare. Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters. Just use a catheter once and throw it away. Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call 1-800-399-9018 today. Deductibles and copays apply. Free catheter samples require qualified membership. Sample will arrive with 90-day order. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. When we cut to the first commercial break trivia question, we ask this baseball question. What shortstop holds the major league records for games played, assists, and double plays? I'm going to say Omar Vizquel because he played. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. I had here Ozzie Smith. Or, or Ozzie Smith. Or was or it Ozzie Smith? Smith? No. It was I have Ozzie Smith. It was yeah. Ozzie Smith. Yeah. All right. Well, I know he played well into his late 30s, but I think Omar played even longer. But, you know, maybe but, Ozzie had more chances. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah me too. Okay, so we are on the phone here with Scott Osler. And, uh, Scott, do you want to just finish up your uh, uh, what you, the points you were making about, you know, Mark Jackson and Bogut coming on to... Yeah, I was just saying that there was a kind of a basic behind-the-scenes clash between Mark Jackson and Andrew Bogut over kind of religion. Bogut told me that he was made to feel like the devil himself. Jeez. And go to... Uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, didn't, I, I don't know if he didn't attend all the regular chapel services that some of the players go to for games or just uh, Jackson. But anyway, that was a... I mean, that was a, uh, it's, it's a weird situation where the coach has that kind of sway over some of the guys. But, well, I wonder know. how it influenced uh, him playing Bogut. I don't think it did influence yeah, okay. it, but I, I get the feeling there was, a, there was a lot of tension going on. And one thing that bothered me, Scotty, was when they did get rid of uh, Jackson, a lot of this stuff surfaced. Not that it shouldn't have because we, we needed to have a reason because it, normally you don't fire a guy who's led a team to two – playoff series, but the Warriors' uh, ownership was kind of in a dicey position because here they were getting rid of a popular coach, uh, yep. and they didn't have anybody, and I guess Steve Kerr was ready to sign with, with the Knicks, wasn't he? And they, they managed yeah. to pry him away at the last minute. How did that happen? Well, I think he pried himself away, too, because he, heard it, he, he gave it some thought. For one thing, he had kind of committed to, Mar- to, uh, to uh, Bill Jackson coming coach the Knicks. Um, they didn't have anything writing. But then the Warrior job was open, I think that appealed to Kerr because he could see what great talent the Warriors had, starting with, with Steph Curry. And uh, so I don't know if he contacted the Warriors first or they contacted him, but it, they basically came and stole him away from the Knicks. It's not like, a, it was it's not like Steve didn't have uh, enough uh, su- uh, enough uh, championship rings, you know. <laughs> of course, yeah, he didn't have any as yeah. a coach. So, yeah. uh, okay, but, You I'll, know, you think back... Two years ago, the, the Warriors lost in, in, to the Clippers in the first round in the seven-game series. Had the Warriors won that game and gone on to the second round, which would have been really a, a nice achievement for them, um, it would have been almost impossible, I think, to, to fire Mark Jackson. He would yeah. not have been fired. Yeah, I, re- I just remember when they, when they made that move, I thought to myself, I'd heard some stories about tension between him and Joe Lacob and Peter Goober, but I didn't realize the depth of it. It was very similar to the situation with Jim Harbaugh and uh, Jed York down in uh, Santa Clara with the 49ers. Very, just... very similar. He yeah. was a, a hard guy to get along with unless you were one of his, his players. And he did not like mm-hmm. other people having input. That's mm-hmm. one thing about Steve Kerr that, no. that really impresses me is he has he encourages – his assistants, whether it's uh, Luke Luke Walton or, or, you know, uh, Jason or Jaron Collins or, you know, um, Adams or any of these other guys, he encourages them to have input, which I, you know, I think is a a sign of a guy who's not only secure, but who realizes, Hey, I got some good people here. Let's use that. Let's use the resources. You can't, can't know everything. Yeah. Although, and not to to defend Mark Jackson or anything, but when he came in, when he took the Warriors job, it it was his, his first coaching job. Um, 
he had a couple of the assistants kind of voices on him. Mm. In other words, they said, we're going to hire you, but we want this guy to be your offensive coach and so forth. I didn't know so that. Huh. He didn't, yeah, he didn't get to stick his guys, and, and that came to be a big sticking point. I don't blame him then. He had, I mean, he had a lot of problems with his assistant coach. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I, I think you'd want to bring your own guys, and why would they do that right. to him? That, that's a strange thing. Well, but if they're good and they can get along with them, then yeah, you but start they from scratch. But, but they weren't good. I mean, okay, there, were a bunch of, there were a bunch of, yeah. I, I don't know, okay. Scotty, I don't like to take shots at people who are no longer around, but, you know, we're not coaching anymore, but the guys he had working as assistants were non-entities. They were, they were never yeah, available. Yeah, were. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were just, the, the one guy who stood up to him, he, he demoted. So, anyway, yeah. sad story. Okay, uh, moving on to baseball. Uh, so w- this whole Adam LaRoche situation, right, bringing his son into the dugout, et cetera. Um, you know, I've I, I read a lot of comments on this, and I kind of agree with a lot of this that, you know, how many employees get to bring their son? I mean, g- being a baseball player, it's still work, right? Sure. You're, you're still working for the owners. Yeah. You know, ha- how many times do you get to bring your kids to work unless it's bring your kid to work day? Right. And it's a kind of distra- it is a distraction. No matter how good the kid is, that was spring training, though. I mean, what, wasn't this when it happened, or was it last year in the regular season? I didn't I hear. Think he did in the regular season. Too. Okay, he yeah. brought him into the clubhouse, or just I mean, that is not unusual. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in the lot. He had a locker next to the okay. old man and all that. Oh, he was there on a regular basis. Ray, that's yeah. the problem. It's not, it's oh. not bringing it once in a while. Yeah. No, nobody really cared about that, but it was it's like this consistent mm. thing. And then you know, it, with him, uh, he didn't he didn't have a great year last year. Did that's he? a that's a yeah he didn't. That's a dysfunctional organization though. The Chicago White Sox, yeah. they're a mess. They're what, what's you, know, Brad, you guys know what a baseball clubhouse is like. And those guys, when when we're not in there, you know, that's their, their home and everything. And they, they, you know, they swear, they talk dirty, they <laughs> tell stories that they don't want the outside world to hear. They sometimes get in fights and arguments. And maybe you don't want somebody's kid there all the time. Mm. You know, and all that. Maybe it changes the whole dynamic of the clubhouse. And they, so I. Well, clubhouses, clubhouses are interesting places. I remember when the Red Sox back in the 80s, that was the toughest. And I don't know if you've ever ever covered much of the Red Sox in the 80s teams, Scotty, but when they come to Oakland to play the A's, that was always the toughest clubhouse to go into. I walked in there on eggshells most of the time. John McNamara would snap at you. Bobby Ojeda was strange. Uh, Bill Buckner was just... You know, a yeah. curmudgeon. I mean, there's certain clubhouses. Jim Rice was he there? Jim Rice. Oh my God! Jim Rice one time went after. You remember uh, Steve Fainaru, who was a yeah ripped a, his shirt off. Ripped his shirt off right, and it was going to punch him. And <laughs> Sam Skinner uh, actually sat on. Who was weighed about 280 pounds? Sat on Jim Rice, and Jim Rice was. Get your, you know, blankety blanket <laughs> fat, you know what, off of me. <laughs> Wait, well, why was he tear- tearing his shirt off? He didn't like the question that Mark a- that. Uh, well, then he deserved that Steve it. Asked. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think there had been some history going on there. Were you there that night, Scotty? You remember that? No, I wasn't. I've heard about it. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. I had a couple well, of feelings with him. He was an angry, bad guy. Yeah, he was. He was not a nice man, and I don't know what his problem was. I tried to do an interview with him once, and he he literally took his hand and slapped the microphone right out of my hand. And I just thought to myself, well, that's a sign of a guy who's got some problems. Well, I guess, the, you know, there was, there was a lot of that, more of that going around. Reggie Smith played for the Dodgers oh, yeah. and a couple other teams. Lowell Cohn tells a story. He flew from the Bay Area, went down to do some Dodger stuff, went in the clubhouse, wanted to talk to Reggie Smith, had the PR man introduce him to Reggie Smith. So the PR man says, hey, Reggie, this is Lowell Cohn from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, and Reggie's Smith turned to the PR man, didn't look at Lowell, turned to the PR man and said, 
Tell Lowell Cohen to go bleep himself. Oh, Jeez. Jeez. That was his That was his hello. And that was funny because <laughs> Reggie came up here to play with the Giants briefly. and yeah. was actually a, a very nice guy when he showed up. But before that, we'd heard terrible things about the guy. Because he played for the Dodgers. Well, you know. well he, was a, he was a split personality guy. He, he yeah. was, yeah. Well, the intelligent, well-read guy, bright man, could be charming and engaging and could be the biggest jerk face. On Earth. <laughs> who was who was the toughest guy you ever dealt with as an athlete? Uh, or you know, it doesn't have to be the toughest, but one of some of the tougher guys that you, you had said to deal it was with. Eddie Murphy, right? Or well, Murray? Eddie Murray. <laughs> Eddie Murray was. Eddie Murray. Pretty, yeah. yeah, Eddie Murray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of tough guys. Uh, Barry Bonds was the most consistently, what the untractable, surly, ornery, uh, uncooperative you, guy. You didn't get along with Barry, huh? No. He, he, you know, a couple he, times where yeah. we would talk and stuff like that. For the most part, uh, every every interaction was confrontational and angry and, well, and kind of bitter. And <laughs> you know, you know, a little advice. Yeah, but he, but one of the things about Barry is he he made you grovel. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> he, like, he didn't blow you off right away. He would make you wait and give you a short trip or blow you off. He would he would make you cool your heels standing by his locker for half an hour while he. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, one thing I liked about <sighs> Jeff Kent, Jeff Kent, if he didn't want to talk to you, would just say, I don't feel like talking to you, sir. And he'd always yeah. say, sir. And I asked him once, I said, why are you calling me, sir, Jeff? You know me. You know, I'd covered the guy for five years. I was in that clubhouse all the time. He goes, what do you want me to call you? You know, ass, you know, ASS something. <laughs> Yeah, F face, uh, you know, yeah. oh no! Actually, that sir sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who got his shirt ripped off next time, he'll probably wear two shirts around. Uh, uh, you know what's funny about case. that? Here's the story about that. He, not only was the shirt ripped off, the buttons all fell off, and Steve went back upstairs, and it was a warm night, and he did his. He was writing his story on his typewriter in those days. This is before the computers were yeah. popular, with nothing on, yeah, no shirt exactly, on, no shirt on. Yeah. Next time, next time, wear a t-shirt underneath yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy. I stuff. always had my shirt ripped off. I had a baseball player. Really? Angry about something I wrote. He grabbed me by the, the front of the shirt. He didn't rip it off, but he kind of pulled me up by my shirt. A, a guy who was actually a, a really nice guy. I got along with a guy named Lyman Bostock. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who was Later shot murder. and killed. He was he was actually murdered. He was in a car. Yep. Uh, I guess the guy who was driving the car was the original guy that was supposed to be targeted by this, this killer, and he shot into the car and hit Bostock and killed him. And he was only like 30, yep. 32 years old or something? The football player, yep. wasn't he? No, baseball player with the Angels. Good point. Oh, Good one. God. I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of John yeah. Bo- Bo- John Bostick, right? Played for... Jay- he was a really, really good, nice guy, and I got along with Jim him. Bo- I was a beat yeah. writer for yeah. the yeah. Angels. And, uh, but he got uh, angry at something I wrote, and he grabbed me by the shirt. Really? And shook me a little bit. <laughs> what, did, what did you do when he did that? Well, you know, I, I heard he was mad at me. So and I had kind of made up my mind about this anyway, that if a player ever initiated something physically with me, and that I was much younger then, and I was not a fighter, and still not by any means, but I had made up my mind that if something like that happened, I would at least try to defend myself. Exactly, yeah, you don't back down. They'll, so they'll, I, they'll respect okay, you for it. Well, something, you push me, I'm, I'm going to get back. We'll, we'll go at it. What <laughs> did you do then? Well, so well, he grabs you and what? Up quickly, but you just pushed him away? No, no, he, I said... He grabbed me by the shirt and kind of lifted me up. And he said, "What's that stuff you wrote?" And I said, "You know what it's about. I stuff I talked to you about, and you know who was lying in this story." And and he let me go, and he kind of brushed my shirt off. He said, "No, I'm just kidding with you. It's fine." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to cut to another commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the NFL changes too. So. 
Okay, here's our second baseball trivia question. What explosive base stealer took a $2.7 million pay cut to play for the Kansas City Royals in 1995? Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. At the Capitola Hotel, our boutique rooms feature free Wi-Fi, luxurious towels and linens, a mini-fridge, ceiling fans, and organic bath products. Each morning, the lobby is beautifully set with a continental breakfast, and each afternoon boasts an elegant display of cookies, tea, and coffee. Our quaint courtyard with tranquil fountains, fireplaces, and flowering foliage is the perfect setting to enjoy our services, or just relax as the stress of the world melts away. Please call to make a reservation, 877-705-7377. Mention that you heard about us on one of Edward Brown's radio programs, The Best of Investing, or Sports Econ 101, at the time of your reservation, and receive a 10% discount. The Capitola Hotel in Capitola, California. CapitolaHotel.com, 877-705-7377. Are you wasting hundreds of dollars each year on contact lenses? Would you like to see clearly again without reading glasses? LASIK treats only the surface of the eye and is healthier and safer than wearing contact lenses long term. Dr. Robert Lin had LASIK himself and still sees 2020 and has performed over 40,000 LASIK procedures over the last 18 years. Find out more at IQLaserVision.com. That's IQLaserVision.com. IQ Laser Vision. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com, your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Hi, this is Rick Haro. Join me for Beyond the Scoreboard Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. right here on Sports Byline. We go inside the biggest deals in sports with the biggest names in the industry. In sports news, business, law, marketing, politics, and deal-making, right here on Sports Byline. That's Beyond the Scoreboard, only on Sports Byline and SportsByline.com. Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. right here on Sports Byline. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here, along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. What explosive base stealer took a $2.7 million pay cut to play for the Kansas City Royals in 1995? I, I don't have a clue. Maybe Scott knows. you going to venture, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm racking my brains, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you would know him from the Mets and the Cardinals. From the Mets and the Cardinals? Think, think uh, before 1995. Wow. 
Come on, come on. I'm still thinking. I, I, I'm drawing a blank. Vince Coleman. Is this why I'm not on Jeopardy? Yeah. Vince, Vince Coleman? Vince Coleman. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't wow. remember him for Kansas City. He probably, probably just played Vince Coleman either. was the only player, I think, who was ever actually injured by, by a the, tarp. By a tarp, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it rolled under his, or his leg rolled and, under his leg. And that was during the playoffs, just for the playoffs. Yeah. That's right. He couldn't play against the Giants, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll take you down. Yeah. Okay, so uh, but actually, before we get to rule changes, um, Joe Garagiola, unfortunately, he passed away uh, recently. And uh, you know what? And this is no – I don't, you don't like to sp- speak ill of the dead, right? Right. But I got to say that I didn't really care for his, his voice. It was a little bit too mundane, like right. Vince Scully or Pat Summerall. You know, I, and I know some people go, ah, yeah, I love the old time, you know, type. But I don't know. I, can, I like – I like the excitement, you know. Well, he, was, he, was, he, he was not a he was not a um, a guy who got all revved up. An interesting story about Joe Gargiulo, and I, I have no way of substantiating this, but I heard this from a, a pretty reliable source that when Jackie Robinson first broke in uh, with the Giants, that Joe thought it would be funny to bring a black cat to the game and, and let it out of the dugout when really? Jackie was standing in the on-deck circle, which, you know, in, in retrospect is not very funny at all, but yeah. at the time I guess he thought it was a joke and didn't realize yeah. the racial... Well, you know, there was some talk, and I don't want to speak ill jokes since he's in time, but there, there was some controversy involved that went a little deeper than that during the, the times of uh, for baseball first integrating that he was maybe, you know, not working completely for the yeah. good side or whatever, but... Uh, well, uh, get, he but, started you know, in 46. times, too, and it's hard to pass judgment on Racism was uh, very much more rampant then, more at least more overtly rampant. Oh no! Yeah, you know what? I, I'm just thinking about this though. Uh, Garagiola was a rookie in '46. Mm-hmm. Robinson comes 47, in '47, right? right? I wonder how many guys are suddenly thinking, you know, this guy, the, these guy, these types of people, quote the blacks, are going to take take my job. Well, a I mean, lot, that, a right? lot of the a, marginal players, and probably yeah. not even some of the marginal players, some of the yeah. marginal players uh, would have not had a chance. You think about it: if it, if baseball had been integrated years before, we would have had Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson and yeah. Cool Papa Bell and all those guys. And I think, yeah. to me, baseball really never was great until the 1950s. I don't. Yeah. I, I. I mean, they were great players, but don't get me wrong. But as far as looking back at the good old days, the good old days weren't pre 1950s because it was all white. Yeah. And you, yeah. you you denied a lot of good players the right to play, which was not good for the game. But they did have the yeah, new and a lot of these guys like Roger and stuff. They had played against black guys in exhibition games and stuff, and they and they knew, <laughs> despite the propaganda, they knew there were a lot of great black ball players, and they knew that if if the gates were open to these black ball players, that. A lot of the marginal white guys were going to go bye bye. Yeah. No question. And Garage Roller was definitely a marginal. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No now, so they did have, you know, they did have the Negro. They leagues, did. And, and they, then one of the ironies was once the the major league started to integrate, the black uh, fans would show up at the major league games, and the Negro league slowly died out. And the Negro leagues, yeah, they did. I think they lasted, yeah. didn't they, Scotty, until the mid fifties, and then they just sort of died and faded away. Yeah. 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 But uh, it was I, an unfortunate, in some ways, unfortunate, but obviously yeah. the, the greater. But I wonder how um, I don't know how much coverage they got. They got a fair amount. They got a lot, obviously, in the in the black community. It's interesting yeah. if you go to Kansas City, yeah, they have two Monarchs, mu- yeah. two museums right next door to each other: the, the American Jazz Museum and the um, African American Negro Baseball, Negro Baseball yeah. League's Museum. Have you been there, Scotty? 
Yes. It's very interesting, yeah, isn't it? Love them both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, they didn't get paid the same. Uh, no. Of course, you know, no. a lot of people didn't get paid well in no. baseball in the – I mean, Ted but, Williams but, but had for a your, second job. But for your average you know, African-American who was having to live in America at that time, they probably got paid a lot better than <laughs> than having a normal so, so job. It, so isn't that weird how, like you said, it's, it's like the integration was you know good for society, but for those – Negro leagues. And, yeah, they, and the, well, and it really wasn't really good. No, for them. because there was only a handful of players originally that got. You know, I mean, the Boston Red Sox didn't have a, 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 a African American player till 1959. Pumsy Green. Pumsy Green. That's Pumsy right Green. from the Bay Area. Who I think just passed away recently, didn't he? He did. I yeah. did not hear that. Yeah, I think he did. But yeah. who's the last? Oh, he, he lived in Oakland. I did a story yeah, on him probably about five years ago. I met with him, and really a fascinating guy, and he's amazing his stories about. His first at bat in the big leagues and so forth. Yeah. It's funny, Boston. You always think of Boston as being, um, you know, one of the furthest well, north northern more cities, more liberal yeah. cities. But it was actually um, viciously they were, racist. They were, they were really bad, and in, in, in basketball too. Uh, yeah, the way they treated Bill Russell. I mean, he was treated. Well, shamefully. you know, Bill Russell came down. He had a hard time finding a place to live there. And yeah, he, and you would go to uh, Celtics games, and even when in Larry Bird era, and there were, there were never any black people in the stands. No. No. It was a, a white fans sport. Right? Well, and, and, and in the days of when the Celtics were winning all those championships, the Boston Bruins were not very good. That the Bruins consistently outdrew yes. the Celtics, which made no sense. Yeah. Huh. I'm yeah. told that in the Bill Russell days, you could always get a great seat the day of the game, walk up to the Celtics yeah. game and get a, plenty of plenty of seats. But the Bruins, even when they were crappy, you're right, they would sell out. So yeah. it was, uh, well, I mean, I've, he, been to, I've been I've, I've seen crowds at Fenway. I don't know in recent years. I'm talking about thirty years ago when. You wouldn't find a black person in, in Fenway. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, you go on Craigslist and uh, uh, look for a, a decent warrior ticket. It's seven hundred fifty dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just that. Uh, it's crazy. Back, back to Boston, real quickly. Yeah. I, you remember the late great Sam Skinner, Scotty? Uh, he told me once. I said, "How come you never go to Boston, Sam, to cover any sports?" He goes, "Bruce, I do not go to Johannesburg." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was Sam. That was, you know, that was the reputation. I can't speak for the. Yeah. I've done a lot of sociological research, but that's I've heard yeah. that many, many times. Oh yeah. Not, okay. Not uh, the, uh, you guys yeah. want to move on to football? Sure. There've been some. Yeah. But it looks like there's some changes going on with the kickoffs. And now, one, one thing I want to talk about first is they're coming up with this rule that if a player gets two unsportsmanlike conducts in a in a, in a game, he gets thrown out. How many times does a guy get two of them yeah. in, a, in one game? I, I can't remember. I'm trying to make this big rule change, yeah. you know. Either yeah. throw a guy out or don't throw it. You know, you know. Okay, you do that one more time. Just one more time. Usually, you get, I mean, if you do something egregious, you're going to get kicked. I don't, that's interesting, though. I, how, Scotty, how many times have you seen a football player get thrown out of a game? I, don't, I can't remember, but maybe no. a handful of times. Well, in college now, you see it happen with the targeting and spearing and stuff. Yeah. But uh, in the pros, no. And it, I, it, I, I'm with you, Edward. I, I don't have a big impact. I I heard a former NFL official on the radio this morning talking about saying that it's a terrible rule because a lot of these calls are whimsical and I get one whimsical call and then he gets another one and he'll be thrown out. But to me, if you get one whimsical personal foul call, then you better be in your best behavior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, if you get two, then it's probably more than whimsy. So, you know, have a shower. Get out of here. I mean, especially if it's going to be something like, you know, a, a certain tackle where, you know, you're not really trying to go for the head. I mean, obviously, if you're trying to – you know, spear or something like that, or, or, or grab a face mask and, uh, face mask and, and, and run 20, 
20 yards with it. That's obvious. But, I mean, a lot of these calls get really – like, wasn't it um, – uh, was it Pac-Man in uh, uh, Bengals-Pittsburgh guy? Uh, oh, you're talking game? about that playoff game? Yeah. Yeah, that cost the Bengals the game. Vontez Perfect and then Pac- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Pac-Man yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah. That was just absurd. And, and you know – Just absurd. I mean, what, what were they thinking? Yeah. You know? I mean, they, they've got to be holding their heads between their tails just uh, thinking about how – how they screwed that thing up. My God. Yeah. But then also now the kickoffs. So what's the rule with the kickoffs? They're moving it to the 25-yard? I mean, No, I haven't heard this. Is this true? They're moving the kick. They're moving even further even, backward? Uh, yeah, well, I think it was at the 35 or 30, wasn't it, last year? I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – I don't know. Well, it's, these it's, guys have such booming legs now, I guess, from the 25. It, it makes them more interesting because they're kicking them into the end zone too often. It, what's the point of even having a kickoff if you can't have a return? You know? uh, I kind of like right. the idea of uh, giving uh, – you know, if, if he kicks it in the uprights, you know, giving a point or something for that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> Hey, speaking of, there, of you know, there isn't even talk about eliminating the kickoff. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I guys hey, listen, if it's going to go in the end zone or out of the end zone every time, well, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I got to ask you, Scotty. Violent, uh, such a violent deal as opposed to the yeah. normal. I got to ask you guys. I don't know if you've heard this story, but I can't remember the gentleman's name. But there's a player on the New England Patriots offensive lineman who quit for one year. He told management, he says, "I, I know I've signed for two years. You don't have to pay me for next year." But I want to play. He, he grew up playing rugby. His dad was an outstanding rugby player, and he wants to play for the U.S. national team. Now, I don't know if you've heard this story, but it, no. that's an incredible story to me. A guy quitting the NFL to play for the U.S. Yeah. rugby national team. I and mean, the Patriots gave him a blessing to do this. Uh, yeah, and I, I got I got a hunch he took a pretty good haircut uh, money-wise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it just shows you I have a lot of respect for that guy if that's what he wants to do. He says it means a lot to me. Um, you know, football I love, but uh, rugby is my first love, and I've always wanted to play for the U.S. national team. And the thing oh. is, is that is that for the Olympics? It is. But can he uh, – he was a professional athlete, so how does that – Yeah, well, they, they, those rules are pretty relaxed. It's yeah. very okay. from sport to sport, but yeah. he must have cleared that. Have you covered the Olympics, by the way, Scotty? Oh, yeah, I've been to yeah, – I'm, I'm trying to think about him probably – Six or seven. How, now, how do you decide which? I mean, obviously, there are certain events that are uh, that are going to command most attention. But on a day, say when there's five or six really important events going on, how do you decide which one you, you're going to you go, go cover? You, you automatically go to synchronized swimming. <laughs> 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 well, ideally, you don't. You're not in a situation which I've been in a couple times where they say cover them all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Take a take a television set right. with you. You know. You know, it's so funny. That reminds me. There, there was an old – remember the old Odd Couple with Jack Klugman? Sure. So he's dating this woman who is supposedly some a princess from some super small country. And she's trying to defend her country like, yeah, yeah, we're small, but we're important. And she says, you know, um, we actually had somebody in the Olympics. He goes, really? What sport? She goes, all of them. And he <laughs> goes, how did he do? He goes, he died. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, what do you think about the, this year's or uh, this this upcoming Olympics? Are you excited about going to Brazil, or are you going to go down there? No, I'm not going, and okay. I'm not excited about it. I'm uh, I, I like the Olympics. I I just think that the whole thing has become overblown and corrupt, and yeah. in fact, they're having it in Rio, where yeah, um, it's it's an economic problem down there. There's a lot of so much poverty, and people, but it seems to me that poor people are getting screwed over, so the government can make itself look big by hosting the Olympics. And just just taking one small thing, one part of the water thing, yeah, all the sailing yeah. and the outdoor water events are going to be held in basically open sewers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I got to tell you a story. In, in 1988, uh, I went on some insurance convention down to Rio, and they put us in the nicest hotel, you know, the Intercontinental. 
And it, but it was so dangerous that literally they said as soon as you walk out the door and you get in a cab, they slam down the light locks and say, quick, roll up the window. And this is in the parking lot right yeah. in front <laughs> where they drop people off. Well, yeah, yeah that's I mean, not that's a ridiculous. good thing. And on top of that, now they have these mosquitoes with a, what, the, the Zika virus. So that's that's yeah. another thing to watch out for. Yeah, yeah I, I guess hey, you're probably happy. Knew about, nobody knew about that when they planned the Olympics. No. The they knew about the bad water. They knew about the economic uh Problems and the huge, massive poverty and all that stuff. I mean, it's just the Olympics is just a bunch of uh, rich corporate business yeah. and making money off, you know, by exploiting amateur athletes, basically. Yeah. No, I have. I hate There's to still say a that. lot of coolness and purity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have it is. during Mardi Gras. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I, I hate to say it was, was what Scotty's saying. I kind of agree with it. I mean, I, I'll watch the Olympics as much as the next person, but it's. There's just something about it that just eh. uh, it's not the same. I no, know it's, it hasn't it's hard been for a while. It's, it really hasn't been. Yeah. I, well, part of it too is they have so many sports. Too many sports. Yeah, yeah, especially yep. in the summer. Yeah, I agree. Okay, but I'm some, I'm still stumbling from the idea that I've proposed over the years, which is instead of going around to different cities like uh, you had it in Beijing a couple of Olympics ago, and, and a tremendously polluted city, and there's always logistics, and, and every four years there's problems building enough arenas and velodromes and all that stuff. So my proposal is find a great tropical island that's big enough and turn it into an Olympic island and put all the venues there and oh, that's a cool idea restaurants and, stuff and have it there every year just like you have the Kentucky Derby at the same that's not a bad idea hey yeah. Scott, Scott stay, stay with us we're going to cut to the last commercial break here yeah. uh, last baseball tri- trivia question Pete Rose holds the record for most total games played who is second mm. alright the first okay. email with correct answer is going to win a free three day two night stay at the Lighthouse Resort stay with us you're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to come back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Last trivia question. Pete Rose holds the record for total game, most total games played. Who's second? I'm going to guess Ty Cobb. No? Yeah, I don't think he... I don't think they no, played quite years much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, I don't know. Wild well, stab, Calvert. Uh, Carl Yastrzemski. Carl Yastrzemski. Yeah, no, I like oh, wow, pretty, pretty a, wild. That's a good one. So that voice was Scott Osler. Scott, thanks so much for joining us on Sports Econ 101. My pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Let, let, like let him get back to work now. Yeah, get back to work. Okay. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, Scott's okay. a terrific uh, columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle and moved up here in the mid-90s from L.A. where he'd worked for many years covering Magic Johnson and the Lakers, and we've become... Good friends over the years. Just a great guy. Uh, got a good sense of humor, too, about things. Doesn't take things too seriously. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Here's our thoughts for the day. Thoughts for the day. We all know Iron Horse Lou Gehrig, right? Because uh, oh, yeah. uh, Cal Horse. Ripken was called the Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay, so Lou Gehrig's called the Iron, Iron Horse. Because he, he, pl- played, he played, played all those games in, in a row. Most consecutive games yeah. before Cal Ripken beat it. That's right. But how many seasons did pl- Lou play every inning mm. of every game? Okay. Do you know the answer? I, sh- I should I make that a trivia like, question. I think it was something like the 15 or 16 years that he played. But how, how, many, uh, how many of those seasons did he actually play every inning? Right, because he's got oh. the record for. Uh, oh, good for, question. Right, oh, yeah, because they probably came out of games when he was yeah, hurt or exactly. when he was not hurt, but when he was tired. I, you know, good question. I don't know. One. He only, only played is only that right? one season did he play every inning of, of every wow, game. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah so, usually, I mean, position players usually play almost every inning if they're going to play a game. Well, especially first base. You hardly ever get hurt yeah. playing first. That's yeah. where they usually put all the wow. old dogs to, wow. to go out. that's surprising. Okay, and Casey Stengel said, you have to have a catcher. If you don't, the pitch will roll all the way back to the screen. <laughs> now, that's brilliant. Brilliant, Casey. Yeah, he's such a smart. That's why they call him the old professor. That's right. Yeah, he knows all the, all the ins and outs. All right, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. In fact, next week our guest is expecting to be Rick, Rick Wiltz. Rick Wiltz, the president of the Warriors. Yeah. There you go. That'll be yeah. fun. We'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. And we will next week with Rick. Absolutely. Because he's, he's head of the business department. That's right. We're going yeah. to be giving away more free vacations for answering sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.